0: Welcome back to Considerations from the Capitol from the Deeper Dive Podcast. My name is Bill Winnell, as always, joined by Father Larry Swink. Good evening, Father. Hey, good evening, everybody. Trying to keep my voice here. Today's the fourth Sunday, uh, the Sunday of the fourth week in ordinary time. And Father, reflect on today's gospel from St. Mark. Then they came to Capernaum, and on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his, his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him, and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. Father.
1: All right. So it's Sunday. So we've got a little bit of longer, uh, exposition of this, uh, gospel. And, um, so three Ps. First, we see the proclamation of Jesus, the presence of the diabolic and the power of the word sacraments and sacramentals against Satan. Um, kind of pigeonhole that in there, but, uh, uh, so it says here the proclamation first Jesus entered the synagogue and taught the people were astonished at his teaching for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes the word authority in Greek means from comes from the source from himself he's proclaiming his authority uh it's from his own own self and his experience and um he entered in the synagogue a place of worship uh we as as they want to know God. And we have entered, and when we go to church, we enter into God's house and, uh, to be taught by him. And the Vatican II document on the constitution of sacred liturgy says that Jesus is present in his word for it is he himself who speaks when the Holy scriptures are read in the church. Um, you know, every time that the gospel is read is Jesus proclaiming his authority, uh, um, to heal us, and every time it's a sacrament celebrated, it's Jesus. Uh, and when Saint Faustina's diary, she he reminds Saint Faustina, he says, "My daughter, you make your confession before me. The person, the priest, is for me only a screen." Every time we're two or three are present uh, in prayer, Jesus is present. There's a proclamation, and uh, and also every time an exorcism is performed, which we'll see in today's gospel, it's through the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. And so for that first point, Jesus is proclaiming his authority over evil. Very important. He has this authority, why he's God. An exorcist once said, when I walk into a room to do an exorcism, the devil doesn't see me. He sees Jesus Christ. Because all authority comes from Jesus. All authority of the church comes from Jesus. And Jesus comes to proclaim that he has power over evil. Good news. Secondly, we see the presence of the demonic. All of a sudden, a demon screams out of the man. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, what have you to do with this? Jesus of Nazareth, have you come to destroy us? I know who you are the Holy One of God. I think first we need to believe in the existence of the evil one or fallen angels, which we call demons. Um, in the movie, Nefarious, it's interesting. Upon his entrance, the demon is afraid when the priest comes in, but quickly relaxes when he realizes the priest doesn't believe in the demonic. The Catechism of the Catholic Church teaches that, quote, Satan was at first a good angel made by God. The devil and other demons were indeed created naturally good by God, but they became evil by their undoing. And Charles Baudier says the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. He does exist. And we see in today's gospel the presence of the demonic. Paul Harvey had an old, uh, this is years ago, had a, a Sermon, a famous sermon of it said, If I were the devil, I think it's worth reading. He says, If I were the devil, would I would, if I were the prince of darkness, I I want to engulf the whole world in darkness and I'd have a third of its real estate, four fourths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy till I seize the ripest apple in the tree, the. So I'd set out about however necessary to take over the United States. I subvert the churches. First, I begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered Eve, "Do as you please." To the young, I would whisper the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God rather the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me, "Our Father, which art in Washington." I'd then get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literatures exciting, so that anything. Else would appear dull on history. I threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I would peddled narcotics to whom I, w- I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, the nations at war with themselves, until each is in turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd I'd have mesmerized Media fan in the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline motions. Just let them run wild until before they knew it, you'd have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I have judges promoting pornography. Soon, I w- I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the House of Congress, and then from his own churches. I would substitute psychology for religion and di- deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and, and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbols of an Easter egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who want until I killed the incentive of the ambitious. And, and what do you bet I would get the whole state's promote gambling as a way to get rich? I would... Caution, extremes and hard work and patronage, and moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage was old fashioned, that swinging is more fun and that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could address you in public. I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there's no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I just keep on doing what he's doing. (laughs) Hmm. Thirdly, the power of Jesus against evil that comes from the word, the sacraments and sacramentals. Notice, brothers and sisters, that the power Christ has over this demon. His word exercises the man. He says, Jesus rebuked him, said, quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him with a loud cry, came out of him. All were amazed and asked, one what is this? A new teaching with authority. I remember years ago when I was at an old, uh, one of my first parishes, a, a Baptist family asked me to bless their house. They had some strange happenings happen, so I grab some holy water, and I was very nervous, and I got there. Apparently, things were turning on and off by themselves, and water faucets were turning on and off, and I asked them, well, why did you call the priest? They said, well, first we called our Baptist pastor, and he said, that's above my pay grade. You should call a Catholic priest. (laughs) It's interesting, and even some Christians realize that the, the church has authority given by Christ in these matters, and the point is God has shown that how powerful is used against the demonic activity, but against any evil. And there are three things I'd like to look at the word, the sacraments and sacramentals. You know, the word of God has an amazing power of the evil one. Josh Hamilton, who was an amazing baseball player, almost died shortly after his uh, start of his career because of a, dr- a serious drug addiction. Um, one day he had a dream and he said, I had the most haunting dream. I was fighting the devil, an awful looking thing. I had, I had a stick or a bat or something. And every time I hit the devil, he'd fall back and get up. Over and over, I'd hit him until I was exhausted and he was still standing. Josh awoke with a sweat. The Terry fell from his dream, made the dream feel real. He was shortly in his recovery. And what he started to do is to take, memorize certain Bible quotes. And he said, Anytime he got tempted, he would use James 4-7, which was his favorite verse or became his favorite verse, which is humble yourself before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You know, if someone does not have a prayer life in relation with God, then uh, one say, uh, exercise in him could be like a revolving door. We have to have this, you know, familiarity with Scripture and Scripture, and know that the Word of God has great power. You know, the Rosary is actually a compendium of the Gospel, which is it really is the Gospel being prayed out loud. And I think you know, maybe maybe if you, we just pray the Rosary, how how much. Uh, More successful we'd be against the the evil one. Um, St. Padre Pio was frequently quoted as saying that the rosary was his weapon. Um, He says, Love our lady, make others love her, always say your rosary and say it well. Satan always tries to destroy this prayer, but he will never succeed. It is the prayer of her who triumphs over everything and everyone. And so, if we, you know, the word has great power. And as I said, the, the Rosary is really a, um, sort of a, a compendium of the gospel. it's sort of it's a biblical prayer. so these these prayers have great power over the evil one and we see in today's gospel that the word has a power of the demon. Secondly c- c- sacraments. Um, when we remain one with Christ through baptism prayer and prayer in the sacraments, the Lord accomplishes things far beyond we can ask or imagine. You know, I think one in particular, there's two, I mean, that would I wouldn't uh, talk about is confession and the Eucharist. One exorcist in an interview said the following, like, confession is more powerful than an exorcism. One is, one is a sacrament, the other is a blessing. One confession is worth a hundred exorcisms. He goes on to say, the devil wants to destroy the soul and the soul is healed by confession. If people want to decrease the work of Satan, they should increase the use of confession. Secondly, the Eucharist. You know, one exorcist told this story I thought was very powerful about the power of the Eucharist, the Blessed Sacrament. He says they were doing, he was unsuccessfully trying to perform this exorcism. He says, the demon shouted at the top of his voice uh, after the priest decided to bring the Blessed Sacrament out. Who is this person? For him, the Eucharist is who and person, but for a non-spiritual eye, is what and a thing. We might be seeing a white round substance, but the demons see a person. The demon saw the glory of God filling his temple and was dazed. He closed his eyes. He was now shuddering. Let me go. I don't want to see him. Who brought me to his house? We don't like each other. Take me out of this place. And he quickly left. Sacramentals like holy water. You know, one of the things I think that's really uh, important is, is to Use holy water. You know, when we come to the church as a reminder of our baptism, the power that when the devil was vanquished from our life and when we bless ourselves, we're reminding ourselves of that great moment when we are no longer belong to Satan, but we belong to God. Joan Rivers said, I finally found out how priests get holy water. They boil the hell out of it. <laughs> but St. Teresa of Avila says the following, From long experience, I have learned that there is nothing like holy water to put devils to flight and prevent them from coming back again. They also flee from the cross, but return. So holy water must have great virtue. Holy water is a sacramental of the church that invokes the saving power of God. And so there we have it, church. Today, we talked about these three things. We talk about the proclamation that Jesus has power over evil, why he's God. The presence of the diabolical, he is real, but no worries. There's power of the word, the sacraments, and the sacramentals against Satan Satan.